biggest challenges I had when I worked in the corporate job was whilst I was earning, you know, big sums of money, mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the time to spend with my family. And that was a huge thing for me that I don't want to, other people to have that same situation. And that's why I find helping people to see what those options are and seeing what the benefits are, are really important. Hey, this is Sean. Before we get started with the Meaningful Revolution podcast episode with Jimmy, I have a quick announcement. One, this was an international call, so there will be a couple of times where I hope you'll bear with us as the audio gets garbled, but you can it gets caught up and is still uh, listenable. And then uh, second off, if you have any questions or comments, please be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and leave your comments there and we'll get back to you. So let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Meaningful Revolution. Today I have my good friend, Jimmy Bradbury. Uh, he is an international executive business coach and founder of the Online Business Academy and Young Entrepreneurs Academy. His area of expertise is helping people monetize their knowledge, experience, and expertise and create online businesses so that they can earn multiple streams of income and have more time and financial freedom. He calls this his life that they imagine. Jimmy, welcome to the show, uh, and I'm so glad to, that we're able to do this. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. So could you tell us a little bit about um, what we're going to be talking about today, you know, monetizing your knowledge for multiple streams, and uh, maybe why this topic's important to you? Okay, good. Good. Thank you, Sean. I think, uh, first of all, I just love to acknowledge you for the great work that you're doing. I think it's fantastic to be able to bring people together to share what they know and be able to help other people through this fantastic um, medium of a podcast. So congratulations to you for doing that. I think it's a really awesome um, episode and it's a really awesome podcast that you've got so well done. Thank you. Thank you. So just about me, I suppose, to set the context maybe um, of mm -hmm. trying to answer the question that you've presented uh, maybe a little bit about my story i spent uh 25 years in the corporate world i grew up in ireland um and when i graduated from college in the 80s um there was no work in ireland and um, so i had to get on the boat and go to england and eventually got a job down in london working in a big architectural engineering multidisciplinary practice and uh, worked there for 10 years and i then went and got posted overseas to asia to hong kong to manila then up to los angeles where i spent two years and then out to new york to open an office for them in new york and worked there for two years in manhattan i then got called back to london to run their international business and in 2007 we floated it on the stock market in london just before the gfc and then in 2011, I think much to my, my dad's disappointment, I gave up the big corporate job, being board director on a publicly listed company. And I felt that, you know, working in a corporate job, there were limitations. And even though you're earning a big salary and a big bonus and all the benefits of a car and healthcare and a pension and everything like that, I realized that there were things that were missing in my life. I wasn't quite sure though, what those things were. So I began a journey um, really from 2011 when I left to 2017 till I actually found out 
what it is I really wanted to do, which is what I do today. And what I do today is take what I already know, my knowledge and experience, be able to package it in a way that people see value in it and then share it around the world. And I do it through courses and programs. And um, for the last three years, I've also been coaching people, you know, from all walks of life, Olympic athletes, single parents working from home, actors, um, singers, uh, CEOs to do likewise and create um, online businesses uh, around what they already know, their knowledge and expertise. And, and I'm just so passionate about it because we're living in a very unique time at the moment mm -hmm. where we've got so much opportunity, but so many people are challenged with, you know, the uncertainty and, and the move or change that's going on in the world. Um, so that's really what I do. And um, whilst I create my own courses and programs, it's probably now more towards helping other people do exactly as I've been able to do. And I know that working in a nine to five, which I did for 25 years, has huge restrictions where you're trading your time, your valuable time for money, the paycheck, the salary, the, the fee. Um, and, and doing what I do today is just so much more rewarding, not only because it's impacting people's lives, but also, you know, you're able to earn multiple streams of income doing it. And the idea of waking up in the morning and people have paid you because they bought your course and programs when you've been speaking, it's just fantastic. So for me, that's huge. And, and I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So, um, you know, I've made the, the jump from corporate America twice in, in my career um, in, in tech and then, you know, got pulled back for a dream job. And then now I'm, you know, doing my dream job coaching people. Um, and I noticed that so many people are when they they get fed up with what they're going on and you know here i'm not sure if around the world they've you know had this term the great resignation it's something that they've been talking about here in the us and quiet quitting is, is another term where people are just time basically they'll put in their 40 hours a week they're not going to go the extra mile they're not going to answer emails at home and and you know it's either seen as putting up strong boundaries for life work balance or trying to do the minimum just to get by and you know there's a big kind of fight going on there but i'm curious like you're talking about you know making the jump for yourself having multiple income streams you know taking advantage of this new business environment where everything's digitized and you can um you know support yourself with digital products um how did that change your like personal relationships and your, your life outside of work. Um, as, as a coach, I'm always talking holistically. So, you know, there's the work part where I'm sure there's a lot of benefits for jumping. Uh, maybe you can explain some of those for yourself. And then how did that impact your family and, you know, outside the, the work that you do? Mm. Sure, sure. Great question or two questions, I guess. One is, one is how did it impact my family? I think one of the challenges, I think, looking back because I've got perspective now is that, and I talk about this a lot, is that one of the regrets, I, I, I don't see it, I don't carry regrets, but one of the biggest challenges I had when I worked in the corporate job was whilst I was earning, you know, big sums of money, mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the time to spend with my family. And that was a huge thing for me that I don't want to, other people to have 
have that same situation and that's why i find helping people to see what those options are and seeing what the benefits are are really important because now when i'm doing what i'm doing and have the ability to earn multiple streams of income a lot of it passive and recurring income is i get to spend more time with my family more time with my friends more time doing the things i love to do like living here in australia i can kite surf every day i can swim every day but i could never do that in a corporate job even if i was earning lots and lots of money there would always be the demands the demands of the board the demands of doing the next deal the demands of another meeting and all of these things um i can now do because i've got that time and that financial freedom doing what i do and that then impacts how i live my life and i think for me that's been a huge shift and a huge benefit doing what i do in terms of the work yeah there's a lot of work in doing the online creating an online business but it's not in the strategies and it's not in the tactics like i use this kind of it's about 20% knowing what the strategies are and tactics of creating an online business 80% of it is our mindset and what it is we tell ourselves the stories that we grew up with the beliefs that we grew up with and a lot of the coaching that i do is helping people be able to face those issues and then be able to dismantle them because that's essentially what i've had to do hmm. to get where i am today and right on um, do you, do you have a couple oh sorry yeah go ahead um i was going to say do you have like what are a couple of mindsets that you had in the corporate world that have needed to shift as you've started your business or I'm now running your own business. Sure, sure. I think from a person from the personal side first before the corporate. I think I grew yeah. I grew up with a couple of things. I grew up with um money doesn't grow on trees. Um there's not enough money when the reality of it is there's never been more money today than ever before and there is money does grow on trees. You just got to focus on the trees that the money is growing on rather than focusing on the money of uh, focusing on the trees that don't have any money mm-hmm. um that was one i think in the more personal side i think i grew up with a belief that we shouldn't tell people what we're doing mm. we shouldn't tell people our own business and the reality of it is um actually people you you can make a connection when you're more vulnerable and more emotional about what it is you do and the challenges you've had and it actually is a good thing to share what it is you're doing the challenges you've got the things you're finding difficult um you don't have to share everything you don't have to do it complete downward but it is good to actually share your your knowledge your experience and i think those were two major things i grew up with um but there's many many others but those are two 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 like yeah yeah i i can completely relate to that um growing up um you know in the northwest suburbs of chicago like my father was a craftsman, you know, he was a carpenter and contractor. And so, um, and my mom, when I was really young, had some medical bills. Like she had was diagnosed with breast cancer, s- survived, um, but it impacted the family really negatively financially. And so I had to work through a lot of financial, like money mindsets, kind of like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that it is abundant. It's not something that you need to hoard and and um, save and, and conserve. Like, 
there are smart moves that you can make to invest in a business, to invest in your education and whatnot. Uh, it took me a lot of time to, to unlearn. Um, and then of course, self-promoting has been one of the biggest things as I started my coaching business, um, realizing that you have to, um, it's not bragging that it, it's just, if you're doing it right, it's teaching, it's helping connect people and helping people along the way. Um, so when it comes to business, did any of your mind mindsets needed to shift there? Since we talked a couple of uh, personal ones. Yeah, in the mindset shifts, like, um, you know, probably the biggest one for me was um, the, when I was in the corporate world, when I was in the nine to five job, mm -hmm. a lot of it was driven by you know, material things, money, pension, um, all those things that we get when we're in a job to actually shifting my mindset to money is just a byproduct of helping other people. Mm. And you've got to come from the mindset of wanting to help other people first. And in the corporate job, it was always about me and the money. Uh, and yeah, all right, to an extent, yes, of course, it was about the client. And particularly when I was, you know, on the board, it was more about, you know, pleasing the shareholders, mm. making sure that bottom line was met, making sure that we were making a profit. And it was all driven by that kind of money thing and not the person where here with the work I do now, it's more, it's totally about the people. It's about helping the people and the more people you can help. Yes. The byproduct of that is money. Yeah. They'll pay you if they see the value in it and the more people you help, the more money you can make, but it's mm -hmm. a complete switch. And that's, that's a big thing I had to make a big shift, which, you know, I never really got access into when I was in the nine to five job. Right on. And, and something that I talk about a lot about this meaningful revolution of people doing things that they find meaning in, it's often one of the, the legs of that is doing things in service of other people. So um, I imagine maybe you could explain, was there like a struggle or a shift that happened for you when you transitioned from nine to five to um, entrepreneurship, owning your own business? Um, were, like, did you feel more connected to what you were doing? Like, like it mattered a bit more or um, something of that nature? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so Sean, when I kind of some context, um, I lived for three years in Manila. Okay. And I lived for a year in India, both of them corporate job, like designing and building buildings, big, you know, commercial buildings, cool in both cities and setting up offices in India for, you know, the company, because we were servicing big fortune 500 corporates in building and designing their, their real estate. Um, and when I was in both countries, I saw firsthand because I lived there, not one or 10 or a thousand or a hundred thousand or a million. I saw tens of millions of people who lived on a dollar a day. Like, can you imagine living on a dollar a day? And those people are the same as you and me, Sean, they're flesh and blood. They came from the same place. They'll go back, leave this earth in the same way. And I often wondered how I could help them, but I was caught because in the corporate world, I had the money, but I didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, now I've got the time and I've got the money so that a huge portion of what I earn, I give back those people in various organizations that I've set up. And awesome. for me, that makes a huge impact on people's lives. 
So not only am I impacting people by helping them take their knowledge and experience and create an online business, I'm also giving back to help people in a way that, you know, when you, you know, you give in that kind of scale, um, you're, you're able to impact so many people. Um, and that had, a, you know, that for me has been a huge impact on my life because yeah, we go and we go to holidays in India and we go on holiday in Philippines and places like that. But I think sometimes when you're in that kind of transition of a holiday, you don't actually get to see and live with some of these people. And that really kind of impacted me uh, seeing people live on a dollar a day, like just, and, and most of them are actually really happy people, really, really happy people mm -hmm. um, because they knew nothing else. But if you can help them go from a dollar a day to $2 a day, that's a hundred percent increase in their income. And, and I've got the ability, we've, you know, in what I do, in this kind of online world, you've got the ability to do that um, yeah. because I don't need, I don't need the money. I don't need the money, but those people need a lot, lot more than I do. So that's been a huge shift for me. Um, so, you know, that has really kind of driven me to do more and more of this. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, do you, are those, do you have a couple of organizations that you, you work with or you said you started some? Like, could you explain a little bit about so that? So there are a couple of organizations and I'm in the process of setting up of my own um, in three locations, which means one in India and one in Africa, because I think, you know, those are the, the places that I really want to try and get in and help as many of those kind of, of those people as possible. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Cool. Well, keep me posted. I'd love to share uh, if it's open for people to also pitch in and help. Like, I'd love to sure. support that because that's, I think, a good amplifier out in the world. Uh, we need a lot more yeah. of that. So um, mm. thank you for that work. That's really awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. My yeah. Pleasure. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious, as you've yeah. um, been helping people and, you know, started this awesome organization that's helping people even more, right? Um, are there any, um, could you t explain, or do you have any stories about times where you've maybe struggled or had to face some challenges as you were either figuring out how to help people more or uh, scale? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I left the corporate world in 2011. I came down to live in Australia. And around the time of 2017, three things happened to me that had a massive impact in my life. Number one, for the first time in my whole life, I got into a business, which a got into a business venture, which was a, a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not an area of hospitality that I have a huge amount of experience in, but I got in a joint venture and it didn't work out and I ended up losing quite a lot of money. Um, that was number one. Number two, um, like I think what a lot of people go through in life, I got divorced. Mm -hmm. um, that was, was a big impact. And number three, probably the biggest impact in my life was that from um, I went to school with uh, my best school friend and we went to college school together. Then we went to college together. Then we, got, uh, we went from Ireland to England to get a job. We roomed together. We worked together in London. We socialized together and then I went overseas and he went back to Ireland to run his father's business. 
And then when I came back from working overseas to head up our international business, the first company we bought was a company in Ireland, which was his business. Wow. So we kind of came that full circle. But in 2017, I went to see him in Ireland as I did every year for seven years. So from 2010 to 2017, and I saw him in the same place, in the same hospital every single time. And um, he was in hospital for seven years. Mm. He had a brain tumor and it was the last time I saw him because shortly after that he died. And he left behind a beautiful wife and three very young children. And I realized that could have been me because, you know, we were the same age, we grew up together. And um, I use this phrase, which I'm sure you've heard before called mortality motivation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the fact that we should be motivated by the fact that we're mortal, we should be more intentional about how we live. And it's up to us to be intentional about how we live as opposed to just kind of bumbling through life, which is what I effectively what I had been doing. I'd been lucky I'd made some money, but I was really bumbling through life. And I realized that of those three events, money, losing it, I could make it back again. And I'm making back, you know, 10, 20, 30 fold what I was earning then. That's easy to do. Love, mm -hmm. well, you can meet love but you can make it back again. But one thing you can never make back again is time. And, and he's dead now, and he can never make back that time for his family, for himself. And when we lose time, we've lost it forever. Unlike everything else, you can lose everything else, frankly, but you can always make it back again. But time and health, you can't. So for me, that was a huge motivator to actually saying, the clock is ticking now, Jimmy, you need to do something with your life and you need to do something meaningful. And, um, and you know, it's like everything in life, you know, when the, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. And that's how I got into the, you know, the whole area that I'm involved in now. So that's wow. kind of that formation period. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing like those struggles. Like those are all individually could be very crushing to someone very much um, and so and i appreciate the lessons that you took from it like you can always get back money um you can repair relationships and find love uh, but that time you can't get back and it, it really strikes me too that your whole idea of um you know basically not trading your, your time for money you know your nine to five and having that that kind of i want to call it like exponential kind of growth in your career, what you find meaningful is, is a really, it's a better way to spend your time, you know, one to, to provide for yourself and your family, but also to make your impact, you know? Um, so I think that's really amazing. Um, so I'm curious now if, um, you're looking around at someone that was like a top talent, in helping people start a business and you leverage their knowledge to uh, um, make an impact and live a meaningful life. Um, what would that person look like? What would you look for in that person? I think for me, it's always going to be, you know, there's two parts, isn't there? There's always the two sides of the coin. There's always the desire to do it mm -hmm. or necessity to do it. Um, 
but it always starts with awareness. You've got to be aware of this opportunity. Um, and today, even with the pandemic 2020 around the world are now online, still very few people are aware of the fact that you can actually take what you already know and create a very successful online business. So awareness is the starting point, but then it becomes, once you're aware, helping people understand it and then for them to make a decision. And usually people will only make a decision if based upon a desire to do it or a necessity to do it. And the desire part is, is the more difficult of the two. The desire to do something as opposed to the necessity. So I would look for whether or not, you know, obviously one of those two are there and, and how much it's impacting lives because I think when I work with people, if there is any chance that people can slip back into their comfort zone when challenged with, you know, creating an online business, which as I said before, is more to do with what goes on in the head, then people will tend to slip back into that kind of comfort zone and trying to help them stay above that mm -hmm. um, part of what I do. And if it's a necessity because they have to do this, there's no other option. It's an easier route to go, but the desire route is, is possible too. Um, I think people need to um, believe in themselves more. They really need to believe that this is something they want to do. And I think for me, belief is, is a really important thing. You know, when, when, when I'm talking to people, believe that they want to do it because frankly, people can see the opportunity and they can understand it, but sometimes their own limiting beliefs hold them back. Yep. So trying to work on those. Yeah. hundred percent. As a coach myself, a lot of what I deal with is, and I've noticed, especially in the last couple of years of people that have had their confidence and their belief like shook, you know, like whether it's, I'm too old to learn this new job or new skill or, um, Oh, nobody else would hire me because I'm not good enough or all, all these types of, of kind of like limiting beliefs and, and um, like esteem, you know, that, that they can't perform, they can't make it happen. Um, and, and for me, like we talk about inspiration on the podcast and that for me is clarity and a motivation that leads to action. So, um, yes. When it comes to helping motivate people to take action towards what's in their head and turning that into something that, that has that big impact, uh, do you have a process that you usually use? Or, um, you know, could you explain like if I was like brand new and like, hey, I want to start, you know, I want to shift out of corporate and do my own thing and make a huge impact. How would you go about maybe advising somebody at a high level? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's always going to be this question of di two dynamics at play yourself and service self or service. Is it about you mm. or is it about the service you want to get, give? And we all have this, don't we? We, we, we all think about ourselves and what we need to do is shift from ourself to the service part. You know, whether it's doing the live video, how do I look, what the background is like, <laughs> and all of that. With, we're thinking about ourselves. We come to do a speech, you know, we, we talk to a group of people, whether it's five people, 50 people, five, five 
thousand people is because we're thinking about ourselves. You know, will I make a mistake? Will I forget my lines? So it's always about ourselves. Whereas, in fact, actually, you come to talk to these people, and it's not about the background, and it's not about yourself. It's about the audience you can help, and you have to shift your mindset to that way. So, in terms of the process, a lot of it is about focusing on the audience mm -hmm. you can help. Your people are. How you can help them with the gift you've got because we've all got a gift that other people want need help with see value in it and will pay you for it everybody has and it's not a talent that you necessarily had since day one you could have got it like last year like i've been doing this for four years i haven't been doing it for 40 years mm -hmm. i've been doing it for four years so just realizing that i've got something you've got something and there are people who need, need that help, but you have to then go out and serve and help them, but also identify who those people are, but being really clear about who those people are. We can't help everybody, but just being super clear about who those people are. And in my process, it's kind of getting really clear on that and zoning in on that specific person that you can help. I use this metaphor, um, of a river to explain the process. Okay. I use this metaphor of a river, which is a kind of a really fast river, and you're on one side of the river, and then on the other side of the river are all these people walking up and down the river who are waving at you, asking you for your help with what you've got. And that's great, and that's great, and you can help those people. But the reason of it is the people who need your help most are the people who are right in front of you who are drowning in that river mm. and they are putting their hand out to you for the life raft or the ring and you're you should be helping those people first because those are the people who need your help most so zoning in on those people okay is really important in the process because we tend to try and help everybody and we try to do everything and the reality of it is our nervous system is not set up for abundance. We, we've got an abundance of opportunities today. We've got abundance of music. We've got a, with Spotify. We've got an abundance of movies with Netflix. We've got abundance of people we can help. But our, our nervous system is not set up for that. And what happens is we get overwhelmed because there's just too much music. There's too much movies to watch. There's too many people. What we need to do is really be clear and specific about the people we need to really about zoning in on that. So moving from yourself to serving specifically the people that you really can help, the people that are drowning in the river. So that's right a big part of the process. Awesome, awesome. Um, see, it's the next best question. Um, as you've gone on your journey and um, you stumbled at stumbled you've created this this process uh, and this <laughs> metaphor for the, the river uh, the analogy um could you list off a couple of folks that have maybe influenced you on your thinking about you know starting a business helping people um that are drowning you know as, as you said um you know are there like two or three people that that you've looked to that have really influenced your thinking on this whole process and how you help and give 
Sure, sure. I guess, I guess, starting with my family, I guess all of, I'm the only person who ever worked in a nine to five. All the rest of my family, including my daughter now, who's who's 28 and lives in London, have all owned our own business. So I was the only <laughs> odd one, and so I guess the influence is there from, from family. But I think um, as I moved into this phase that I call my last four or five years, where my life got transformed, I think it's been people out there who I wasn't really aware of that were talking um, a language that when I was in the nine to five, or I kind of understood it. And it was around, you know, how powerful our mind is mm. if we used it in the right way. Um, and, you know, those people out there we know, like Brendan Richard and Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor and um, all of these people that have been able to dial into that mindset mm -hmm. and that personal development. And for me, that was a huge awakening because when people spoke to me about the fact that we don't have what we got, which is our mind. We kind of use 10% of it. I wasn't quite sure what that other 90% was. Mm. And it's because, you know, like so many people, and I could talk about this forever in a day, is that I didn't <laughs> learn these things at school. I mm -hmm. didn't learn those important things that we need in life. And I certainly didn't learn them in the corporate nine to five job. But when somebody actually started talking about it and I became really interested in it. It just doesn't feel this is. The mind is one of the most powerful things we've got, but we have a choice. We control it or it controls us. Mm -hmm. And if it controls us, that's a very difficult place to live in this world. And when people were talking about this, like the people I've just mentioned, that I guess was for me a huge inspiration because I realized then these people knew how to do this, which was really important. They were talking in about it in a way that was interesting and inspiring. Mm -hmm. And that had a huge impact on where I am today. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, mean, I also like to, I like the word inspiration because it's one thing to know that we need to change. It's an, one thing to know that there's a different way uh, of living or going about business or, or doing and it's another thing to to then create the plan and have the motivation to take those steps, either small or large, towards making that happen. You know, and I, I think in my coaching practice myself, like a lot of the work is trying to connect people to like, why is this shift meaningful to you? To shift jobs, to start a business, to to you know start the next phase of your life and do this with some excellence and some um, trying to drive the edge of your, your potential to, to see what happens. You know, I, I think that's a magical yeah. um, part. So uh, I'm curious then with the, you know, the mentors with, you know, the, how you help people, if someone was in the nine to five and thinking about, you know, making a, a move, um, what, like, what would be like, two or three things you'd uh, advise a beginner to start doing today. Yeah, um, I would probably ask them to do is take a restock of their life. 
and be clear about where they're going and you know how it is they're going through life, what their goals are, what it is they're trying to achieve. And if it is something beyond working in a nine to five, maybe time and financial freedom, looking at ways to be able to do that. Do you, you know, do you really just want to spend most of your life um, earning money to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to, because, because this is a really strange thing, you know, I, you know, I never really kind of came across my mind until I started getting into the space I'm in now is that we trade our most valuable asset, our time for money. Like it's an odd thing, isn't it? Trade our time for money. And a lot of people just do that to pay the bills. Like, is that really the way that we're supposed to live? And I think we need to take that reality check. We need to reflect really, really, truly, and be honest with ourselves. Is that what it is we really want to do with our life? Trade our most valuable asset time for money. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then we just got to be honest with ourselves. Is there another way? And like I'm talking about a way that definitely is another way, but is there other ways as well? And just investigate them, do the research, study them, and see if that's something you want to do. Because one thing is when we get to the end of our life on our last day and we reflect back, what we should not say is, I wish I had spent less time earning money to pay the bills Mm -hmm. because that's a waste of your life. And you don't have to do that. You really don't have to do that. And I think if if I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate that, you know, for me, I caught this late in life. Um, And that's why I think it's so important for the younger people to see this opportunity early on. But then I also reassure myself by the fact that, you know, at my age in the 50s, with the way medical care is going, the way that we're living lives, you know, my dad next year is 90, 90. That means me personally, I've got another 30 to 40% of my life to live again. 30 to 40% Mm -hmm. of my life. That's huge. So I actually haven't caught it late in my 50s. But at 50, if I was in a corporate job, I'd be thinking about retiring. Mm -hmm. Retiring? (laughs) Wow, you've got so much more time left to be able to take what you already know, be unselfish about it and help other people with that knowledge rather than just kind of going through the motions and getting to the end of your life and regretting a lot of things. So I would talk to them in a way that would point that we've got a gift self. Why don't you think about how it is you could share with other people, do it from your own home and get paid for it. I would talk to them about that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I would, you know, the big one would be, Just take stock of your life. Be really honest with yourself and say, do you really want to spend your most valuable asset, your time trading it for money and paying the bills? Right on. Okay. Them to reflect. And if the answer is no, then look at what the options might be. But if the answer is yes, fine. No judgment. It's your call. It's your call. I just don't think that's over to spend our most valuable asset, our time for money. Yeah. I don't think that's why we're here. I, 
agree with you wholeheartedly. And I, I like to think too that with all the uncertainty and turmoil of the pandemic and everything going on in the world now that I think we had a really unique opportunity like two years ago when the whole world kind of slowed down from COVID for people that might have been too busy to realize that they were busy, if you know that phenomenon, you know, mm -hmm. um, they had the, the, the time to reflect and to say, like, is this how I want to be as, you know, a partner? How, is this how I want to be as a person? Is this how I want to be in my community? And, and to ask some of those, those big questions that philosophers have been struggling with over time. Um, but maybe, you know, getting out of that, that you know, day-to-day -day rush to, to think like, what do I really want to do? How do I want to make an impact? What kind of legacy do I want to make? How do I want to be known um, for and how to, what things I want to um, project out and the goodness I want to project out in the world? Um, so I, I think this is such a powerful topic. So, uh, okay, I'd, I'd love to ask you now, if someone was um, on that path, so they had taken some steps to transition to, to being more um, judicious with how they spend their time and building their life and lifestyle around that. Like if you were in process of, um, you know, starting that business or you had started it and you're, you're like one fit foot in both worlds, what advice or um, habits or, or things would you advise somebody to do in that scenario? For me, it will be, taking action right away, deciding to do it rather than one day, you know, we, we all have one days in our life and one day never happens. It's actually just taking action and doing it now. And that's really just about, you know, establishing what is it you've got a passion around, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What do you feel you're good at doing? Meaning the skill set. Mm -hmm. How do you think you could help other people? And we do that a lot through volunteering, but through hobbies. But then if you want to turn it into a business, then it's about what, what is it that people can pay you for? And I've coached so many people now that the most unusual things come, you know, <laughs> woman, single parent with four children who makes, who's this art and way that she designs cupcakes to um, Olympic swimmers teaching people how to swim. Like we've all got these gifts. Mm -hmm. Other people want them. And it's a question of just getting out of our own way, taking action and saying, I know that I've got this hobby. I know I've got this passion. I know I've got this skill set. I know I've got this profession. I know I've got something because everybody does that could help other people. And you're doing it already. Most people are doing it already in their lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. They just not seeing it as something. Maybe they could turn into something that will help people all around the world. <laughs> we're doing it yes in our community we're doing it locally we're doing it in our families but now we've got this technology that connects us all around the world which we found in the pandemic mm -hmm. now you can help people beyond just your local community or your family or your local town or city and help people all around the world and you also can get paid for it as well but impact is the huge thing and that's a if nothing else that's a legacy that's a great mm -hmm. legacy you can leave because that one person maybe on the other side of the world who you've impacted because you've shared what you know like that's a great legacy to leave behind 
So I would suggest they really start taking action. And now more so than ever, because we're going through this huge transition, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're moving out of a, a pandemic, but there's a lot of people stuck in the pandemic of 2020. There's a lot of people still back there and they're still maybe self-reflecting and they're still going through this reset when the reality of it is, and we learned this, what we're going through at the moment is, is the same as has happened so many times in history. Mm -hmm. The last time is in 2008 with the global financial crisis, four years, four years. And out of that came companies and people that we'd never heard of before. Nobody had heard of the iPhone. Nobody had heard of Instagram. Nobody had heard of Airbnb. Nobody had heard of Uber. Whether or not you agree with those, that's what <laughs> was happening during that four-year period. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing that's happening today. And if you want to be part of this new world, you need to take action today and start moving forward. Because when this new world really gets into, into motion, and that new world can be online, absolutely, or this new world can be, and we need to accept this. People are not going to go back and work in their jobs like they did before. They're not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And employers in particular need to understand it. It's not going to happen. So don't get frustrated about it. Work around it. Because my daughter's generation, the millennials, which is the next generation that's now becoming more dominant in decision-making and money-making, my daughter's generation, the millennials, in the main, not all of them, will not work the nine to five job. They will not go in and work with an employer. So this transition that we're going through now is getting amplified by what's happening, but it was already in motion. Mm -hmm. And employers getting frustrated because their employees are not coming back into work. It's not gonna happen. So accept it because we're part of a new world and you need to be part of that new world because if you're not, you're gonna get left behind. Like in the 1900s, if you didn't get into a piece of metal that had got four wheels because you still wanted to ride on the pony and trap, you were gonna get left behind. <laughs> yep. It's exactly the same thing that's happening. And that's history. History is teaching us this. So you need to take action. So that's, that, that's what I would say, take action now for the new world. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I can't agree with you more that now is the time where you're either going to put the effort and have the success after we get things a little bit more settled. Um, and that takes getting over that feeling of being constrained, you know, that we had when we're all, you know, hunkered down in our houses the last couple of years. It's going to take yeah. more than just taking care of your wellness. Like right now is the time to find that performance edge and to really, and performance edge that's meaningful to you. That, that if you're going to do something, I, I think I could sum up a lot of what you said with, you know, time is our most valuable resource. If you're going to do anything, make sure it's something that is meaningful to you. That's something that matters, something that I think for me has service to the world that is helping people, helping bring people up. And um, yeah, and it, the time to make that impact and mark is right now. So get into motion, um, make sure that, that, that you're making your moves because you don't want to be left behind. Totally. And, and I think we've all got this opportunity. Yours is a great example. You're setting up a podcast that's doing really well. And now we're in a place where one individual, one individual just with time can take on the big television stations, the big radio stations in terms of an audience. 
-hmm. that one person can do that. Yeah. And that can be amplified across so many different things in our lives now. We don't need to wait for permission. We just need to step up, start these things, serve other people, help other people, build the audience like you're doing. And we don't have to feel as though we have to work over a big company again. Like if we think about this, Sean, the, in terms of history, working in a company is a very, very, very young thing. It's only been going for about 200 years, mm -hmm. but in the context of 70,000 years, in that small little period of 200 to 250 years after the industrial revolution, people work for companies. Before that, everybody worked for themselves. They just happened to work in the farm or on land, but they mm -hmm. worked for themselves. Yeah. So we're kind of just coming out of that very short period of history when we work for things called companies, <laughs> to being back working for ourselves, setting up podcasts, and then taking on the companies, and in many cases, out, outpacing the companies themselves. And the companies need to wake up to that as well. Yeah. Those directors I sitting around board tables and being oblivious to what change is actually going on in the world today. Yeah, thankfully we can be nimble as a smaller enterprise uh, to <laughs> make that happen. So, um, yeah, 100%. So one last question to wrap it up. Um, curious, what habit or habits do you have in your day, week, or monthly life that help you keep on purpose, help you um, connect to the impact and the the meaningful work that you're doing, helping people? Um, monetize their knowledge, but more importantly, have a huge impact with and leave that legacy that they have. Sure, sure. Um, for me, uh, just kind of set the scene, the context, I've been fortunate to, in my life, have only one medical condition. And that is, you know, hereditary, the doctors tell me, which is high blood pressure. And over the last few years, I've managed to substitute my medication for what I call meds. And that's, and that's my, my habits, habits of the day, day which is, is mindset, M, mindset, and I meditate. meditate. E is exercise, D is diet, and S is sleep. And for me, those are absolutely paramount in me doing the work I do today. So meditate 20 minutes every day in the morning. Exercise, it's physical exercise, emotional exercise, man managing my emotions and um and uh, mental exercise as well as well as for me spiritual s or d is diet you know making sure that i'm eating good proper food and sleep which is really for me the most important getting seven to eight hours sleep every day because i think this this saying that you can live on four or five hours sleep mm. yes physically but mentally and emotionally no and all of the studies show it, it doesn't work. Physically, yes, but probably over a period of time, no. But yeah, in the short term, for four to, four, four to five hours sleep, you can, but not mentally. You get triggered, I do anyway, you get triggered really quickly mm -hmm. and emotionally and also mentally. So sleep is really important. So those four things with a morning routine and an evening routine, evening, you know, just wind down and plan the next day, and then morning is the meditation and the exercise. Um, that those have been absolute key. And you know, just turning up even when things are not kind of going your way, being consistent, being disciplined, like 
in life, in anything we do, to succeed, there's really no, there's no silver bullet. Yeah, you can have the talent, you can have the coaches, but at the end of the day, you do have to have the habits and you need to have the right habits and you need to be implementing those habits on a regular basis and being consistent about that. And then that sets you up for having a really good opportunity. The problem is, and I speak for myself, is prior to, you know, when I was in the corporate world, really bad habits, you know, flying around the world corporately, sleeping two or three or four hours sleep in a different side of the world, eating hotel food, spending time on planes, all of that. Or even when I was in, in the country, I was, you know, bringing sandwiches into work or I was going out in a corporate lunch or all of that. It, it wasn't exercising good habits. And most importantly, kind of coming back to what I said earlier, I wasn't intentional about it. You need to be intentional about how you live your life yeah. because nobody else is going to be intentional about it. Otherwise we just bumbled through life with no intention, no goals, no, nothing in place. And, you know, if you want to do serious things, you want to have impact, you need to be intentional about it. And starting with that intention is really important. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to share one thing with sleep that I always tell my clients is there's a reason why sleep deprivation is considered torture under the Geneva Convention. So quit torturing mm. yourself. <laughs> you know, that that's, you know, you get in trouble for that internationally. Um, so um, I, I, I love I, so much of living a meaningful life is having an intention behind it. Um, and so I loved how, how you were able to, to wrap all that down and the, the meds habits, you know, you know, meditate, exercise, diet and, and sleep is a really great place to start if you're feeling like if you're not feeling connected to your life. Right. You can usually find if improvement in one of those will help you kind of just feel better. And then, you know, that snowballs into more intention. So um, I just wanted to thank you. For for that uh jimmy um before we wrap up you know first off thank you so much for being here this is really amazing um i know so many people will be inspired from all the little tips and, and tricks that you, you we've been able to pick up throughout our conversation today um most importantly guys take action you know get in motion it'll be messy and that's fine but now is the time to get going so that you can uh ride this next wave that that we think is going to be coming. So um, before we go, what's the best way for people to follow up with you or to um, learn a little bit more about what you're doing? So I can post that in the uh, notes below the episode. Right. Great. Um, so thank you for that, Sean. My website is jimmybradbury.com. So Jimmy's a little bit unusual spelling, my mom. Uh, so it's Jimmy, J-I-M-M-I, Bradbury, B-R-A-D-B-U-R-Y. Um, on social media, my preferred platform, which I love, is LinkedIn. I love okay. LinkedIn. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Jimmy Bradbury. And um, yeah, there's lots of good information on my website, courses, program. Get in touch with me um, there or on my on LinkedIn. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I hope you do check out um, Jimmy and all the great work that he is doing. Um, and the impact that he's had. I'm so excited to, uh, again, have had this conversation with you. Thank you so much, man. Well, ho hopefully we'll talk soon. And uh, with that, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.
I loved this episode of the Meaningful Revolution podcast with Jimmy because, you know, we don't talk about money enough or as, as kind of as casually as we did today, you know, it kind of makes people feel a little bit awkward sometimes. And at least I know it does for me. It's something I've worked through and we shared that a little bit. But uh, if you're taking notes, which I hope you were, a couple of things that I took away from this episode are that we need to continually be figuring out what works for us and what calls to us and that, that gift that we all have, that perspective that we have, that we can, can really help serve out in the world, right? The second thing is to be curious. As always, it's something I'm always talking about on the podcast and everything that I do because I think it's so important to be asking why. Thirdly, you know, again, you know, you want to assess your life, you want to find your gift. And those are the three things that Jimmy ended with. But at a, a, a grand scale level, I think it's really important also to be reminded that the things that you do love, the things that call to your soul, that, that, that fire in your belly, you can start doing today, right? And the time to do it is now. It, it's today. It's before everything goes sideways. It's before you're ready. It's when it feels the most messy because when we get into that momentum, when we get into action towards those things, towards that level of service, towards that, that calling that we all have inside of us, that's when we see a lot of meaning generated in our lives. That's when we feel our most alive or most, you know, adventurous. And I want that for everyone. I really wish that for everyone who listens here. So if you are like, I want that too, but I don't know how, I want to share that I am a certified high performance coach and uh, that's all I do. That's my bread and butter. That's how I, I sustain the podcast, right? That's what makes me um, able to sit here and talk to you, you know, over, you know, the course of an hour and to share these amazing folks with you. So if you are looking to reach that next level or start that business or make that big life change or figure out how to feel better every day or to, to really find that meaningful connection in your life again, I have a free one-on-one -on -one strategy call that you can apply for, right? So high performance simply is beating what's ever normal in your life without destroying your relationships and your body. And it feels like the full confidence, the full joy, the full presence of being your best self every day. So that's the high level things that we're trying to get there. But we have a science-based process that goes through five different areas on this particular strategy call on how to, and it's this perspective that can help you diagnose where you might be rocking, where you might be avoiding things, where you might be showing up a little bit scared or that things that you've just become comfortable with, right? And this process will help you identify that, help you get to the next level there. But this one-on-one -on -one strategy call will help you figure out and you'll leave with five habits to help you advance in your life and whatever you do. So um, people love this call and I'm, I'm trying to uh, gather folks that have commented on this before. So we'll have that in a future episode, but 
ultimately, you know, I've had clients that have started businesses. I've had clients that have found more time with family that have changed their careers in a way that gives them more time and gives them more abundance to provide. And it's really amazing, right? And I want that amazing experience for you. I want, you know, my biggest wish for you is that you live an inspired, meaningful life, doing something that you love, just like we were talking about, getting in the game, doing something you love, serving at a higher level, and high performance is a tool that can help you get there. So if you are interested, below wherever you're watching this podcast, you can go to seanbarter.com backslash coaching and apply for that one-on-one -on -one session. And what that'll be, it'll be like a 15 minute survey. And um, basically I'll be filtering out to see if, it, if maybe you should see a therapist, if maybe we're not going to jive well, so if there's a fit component. Um, but mostly just to make sure that I can help you because I only have a limited amount of spots for this. And you know, you fill that out, you schedule your one hour, hopefully, you know, there's no wait list as these, you know, there's only so much time that I have um, open for this. And then we go for an hour on this call and we'll get into your life. I'll have some information from that application also on some areas where maybe we can focus to give you the biggest bang for your buck. And But at the end of the day, you'll walk out with something custom tailored to your life. You'll walk away with high performance habits to help you reach that next level. And at the end of that conversation, if we both think that we can work together and it's right, then we talk about going into that coaching relationship. So this is how I sustain the podcast again. This is how I'm able to, to get all these amazing guests and it, it you know, allows me to, to live and all that stuff. So I'd love for you, you know, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to um, make sure you reach that next level. So go to seanbarter.com backslash coaching link below wherever you listen to this episode and we'll get you hooked up in our next episode. We're going to talk to my good friend, Aaron, and I know you're going to love this. It's another a wellness type episode. We talk about a lot of really amazing things. So until then, take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you.